What's up, Southpaw? My name's Kenny. How's everybody doing this morning? That's what we're going to do. I want to welcome everybody. I want to, of course, welcome those of you online. I'm glad you guys joined us. I want to bring you some food today. I don't laugh. I'm going to use it. I'm going to get some food. This is not my kind of message. However, this is going to be a season of transition for us, right? It's a season of change. And I just want to thank everybody for your response to this, for involvement, your support. We're adapting to new realities that have been very negative again. Just in the past few years, we've brought out two of our locations to become independent churches. We've gone through the devastating effects of the whole COVID thing, and yet we're still moving forward. People are still getting back to what they before last week. How awesome is that? We now have a new mission statement, a new strategy for the service, we have new classes, and of course, more to come. We see new leaders emerging. It's actually a very exciting time to, to be here at South Point. And I'm excited and honored to serve right by your side to watch it all happen. We've seen our definition as a disciple of someone trusting Jesus for salvation and transforming to resemble Jesus. That's not the point. Getting people saved and growing them to Christ like that. That's why our mission is pointing people to the way and truth and life. To go the way. To know the truth and live the life of Christ. These are models of how we want to think, how we want to think, and how we want to act. If you miss any of those messages, I just encourage you to go back and check them out online. You can check them out on our website, and you can, you can listen to the podcast. The book of Colossians was chosen specifically to follow up this transition because it was written by the Apostle Paul. So it's the young church who have a lot of They don't seem to have a lot of problems going on. They don't seem to have a lot of conflict. They don't have a lot of drama. They don't have a lot of music going on. So in this final chapter, right, 
And this message is prophet. Paul can exist from words to bless them and to encourage them. Do me a favor, get your Bible, your Bible after that. You've got out the Colossians chapter 4 where he mentions a few people by name here. This is all very personal. And I'm going to struggle with these names right along with you. I've got to get up to the first service. He said, I don't know if everyone's going to do it. So we're going to take a swing at it see what we can do. See, the church isn't just an organization. It's not just an institution. It's people. Right? And we need to understand that our identity is in Christ. This church isn't a building, it's not a business, it's not just a club. We, it's church. And you may not even think about church the rest of the week once you leave here, but you're still the church tomorrow and Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. It's who we are every single day. And the church is only one. Is the church friendly? I'm not ready. Is it friendly? Just as you are, then the church is. Is the church friendly? It's friendly to the church. Is the church growing? I don't know. Are you inviting people to church? Is Paul telling people about Jesus? Why is South Point this way? Why are they that way? Why is it South Point doing this or doing that? Look at a mirror. So let me give you the main point of this last chapter of Colossians. Let's pray and encourage one another in terms of work. We need to hear this thing. Because it's very important that we are all in this together and we're all on the same page because we're going to grow and be like Jesus. We're here to help one another do that. So let's go to verse by verse and just step out. Chapter 4 and verse 2 says, Continue steadfast in prayer, being watchful and with thanksgiving. Be devoted to prayer. Not just when you feel like praying, not just when something goes bad, not just when you're in crisis. I don't want to feel like it's a commitment or it's a duty, but change the way you think about prayer. Look at prayer without fitness. It's not fellowship or fitness. It's creator of the universe. It's a time that we get to literally crawl up on those rocks. We get to do this. Jesus told us not to grow weary and not to give up pain. Be persistent. Listen, we can't do supernatural work through natural means. We can't rely on our own strength, on our own presence, on our own human resources to accomplish God's work. We need to call on God because only He can do that. To make us effective and productive. So you pray for Are you praying for the sick regularly? Are you praying for the leadership? Are you praying for the kids and the students and the student ministers? So faithful with the God's teachers. Are you praying for favorites to teach? For growth in attendance, for growth in baptism, for growth in offering. Have you done that before? You get an email every single Monday with all the prayer requests on it, and we also have seven other things about the church and about our mission to help get you something to pray for. And I would love to see the prayer for us growth. It's good to have rich defenses. My mom used to have a list of every thing she prayed for every day, things she prayed for every day. We get something to pray for, and we don't just pray for whatever pops in our head. We just pray for we want. You can sign up online, you can sign up at the CCC guys and drop it in the box and walk it on the way out. Let's not just set the things before here. Let's not just push along, assuming that everything's fine, that we have to stay awake and we have to stay alert. That's what Jesus encouraged us 
and he goes to the same week, and we're watching for the second coming. You know, he's always getting closer to him. It's just no time to keep up in the world. And we're grateful that we get to be a part of it. It's just think about this. Where, where is Paul here? He's clearly in Judah. But he is thankful that he is doing the Lord's work. It's just a part of the time. We get to do this. You don't have to preach that sermon. I get to preach that sermon. And of course, at the same time, say also for us that God will open to us a door for the world to declare the mystery of Christ on the part of which I am a servant, that I may make it clear. This is how I ought to speak. Paul is literally in a Roman prison. And he's writing this thing, and he literally leaves the door open so that he can get out. He does not ask for prayers to be released. Even while behind closed doors, he's under house arrest, so rest. He is free to a success of a successful soldier. He just has an open door opportunity to do what? He's thinking of what God has given to you to begin with, and what is he saying? Hey, help me preach the word. Think about this. What else is there to do? There are people all around us. So we can feel sacred. So what is our excuse? You think that we are some kind of spiritual and some terrorism. If we don't go out and we don't talk about Jesus, do that about a fear of abortion? Or ridicule? That's what keeps us thinking. What is the question? Is this is for you a person? Part of the mystery of faith that he was called taking the gospel to the Gentiles, the non-Jewish people. He was an apostle to the Gentiles. But he remains a mystery to anyone who hasn't heard about him or just heard bad things about him. Think about it. The Jewish people today still need Jesus at all. All the people in Israel still need Jesus. The Muslims still need Jesus at all. All those in Gaza and Iran and Egypt, they need him. All the Chinese and the Russians and the Spanish and the Africans and Native Americans, you know We all do. How about your own family and your own friends? You can reveal the mystery to them. Grab one of these. These are the three signs of salvation. The three. Grab these. Grab one of these. They're easy. Give them these for sure. And better yet, read through with it. Tell me how close they are to it. This is how we ought to speak. It takes them up out of the Who is your one? Who is your one more for Jesus? We've all seen the big blue arrow out there, right? It's getting filled with balls. Have you written down a name, the name of your one, the one person that you're praying for, and you're wanting to reach to Jesus on a ball instead of Jesus? Let's get that filled up. Are you praying for the gospel to be prayed? Not just here, but everywhere. Father takes those walking wisdom towards our side, making the best use of the time. Let the speech always be gracious, even with salt, so that you may know how you ought to answer each person. Who are the outsiders? Those outside of Christ. Yes, we are the inside. That goal is not to remain in this closed fit, but to be an outsider in this. How? It begins with walking wise with Christ. Not acting like a real religious nut. It's just being good people, being caring people, 
reasonable people. We approach them with kind of speaking principles. That's how we are overbearing. We earn the right to be heard by our behavior. We want people to like us and to respect us so that they'll be open to listen to us. And I got a buddy of mine who gave the to this guy is a speaker for what? An absolute nothing. Because everything is structured with 
love to communicate with you two as they do. Here's my greeting to the brothers that lay over to you and to the church of the life. Ephesus is a blossom who played a key role in this church. He's known for, for working hard and for struggling and for the Identity is it was faith devoted to Jesus. 